Hey, dear saints, you're listening to Preaching Christ Crucified on Double-Edged Sword. Sermons from Pastor Kilgo, preached at Redeemer Lutheran Church in Lawrence, Kansas. We pray that as you hear God's word, you would be strengthened in faith and love and rejoice in the joy of the Lord's promises and kindness. In the name of Jesus, amen. How can bodily eating and drinking do such great things? Certainly not just eating and drinking do these things, but the words written here, given and shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. These words, along with the bodily eating and drinking, are the main thing in the sacrament. Whoever believes these words has exactly what they say, forgiveness of sins. Dear saints, we've talked about what the sacrament is, that it is the very body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ with the bread and the wine given for us Christians to eat and to drink. We've talked about why we can say that, that this is what our Lord himself tells us about it, that Jesus says, take, eat, this bread is my body, take and drink, this cup is my blood. We've talked about what this bodily eating and drinking gives to us, forgiveness of sins, life, and salvation, for where there is forgiveness of sins, there is also life and salvation. And now we get to this question, but how can that be? How is it that eating bread and drinking wine can forgive my sins? How is it that this meal can bring me eternal salvation? How can bodily eating and drinking do such great things? This is essentially the apologetics question of the sacrament at the altar. It's in response to the most common objection to the confession that the reception of the Lord's Supper is chiefly for the forgiveness of sins, eternal life, and salvation. And it has its counterpart in baptism. After asking the questions of what is baptism and what benefits does baptism give, which are the exact same questions we ask about the Lord's Supper, we then ask this same question, how can water do such great things? And at the core of both these questions is the anticipated response, that all you see in baptism is water and pouring. All you see in the Blessed Sacrament is bread and wine and eating. And so we ask, how can these physical, external things enact a spiritual and eternal reality? How can water do such great things? How can bodily eating and drinking do such great things? Well, Luther explains in the large catechism. Now, to this purpose, the comfort of the sacrament is given when the heart feels that the burden is becoming too heavy so that it may gain here new power and refreshment. But here our wise spirits twist themselves about with their great art and wisdom. They cry out and bawl, how can bread and wine forgive sins or strengthen faith? They hear and know that we do not say this about bread and wine, because in itself bread is bread. But we speak about the bread and wine that is Christ's body and blood and has the words attached to it. That, we say, is truly the treasure, and nothing else through which such forgiveness is gained. Now the only way this treasure is passed along and made our very own is in the words given and shed for you. 
For in the words you have both truths, that it is Christ's body and blood, and that it is yours as a treasure and gift. Now Christ's body can never be an unfruitful, empty thing that does or profits nothing. Yet no matter how great the treasure is in itself, it must be included in the word and administered to us. Otherwise, we would never be able to know it or seek it. Therefore, also, it is useless talk when they say that Christ's body and blood are not given and shed for us in the Lord's Supper, so we could not have forgiveness of sins in the sacrament. Although the work is done and the forgiveness of sins is secured by the cross, it cannot come to us in any other way than through the word. How would we know about it otherwise, that such a thing was accomplished or was to be given to us unless it were presented by preaching or the oral word? How do they know about it? Or how can they receive and make the forgiveness their own unless they lay a hold and believe the scriptures in the gospel? But now the entire gospel and the article of the creed, I believe in the holy Christian church, the forgiveness of sins, and so on, are embodied by the word in this sacrament and presented to us. Why then should we let this treasure be torn from the sacrament when the fanatics must confess that these are the very words we hear everywhere in the gospel? They cannot say that these words in the sacrament are of no use, just as they dare not say that the entire gospel or God's word, apart from the sacrament, is of no use. Thus far Luther. This question, how can bodily eating and drinking do such great things, is therefore first addressing this issue, that what you are receiving is not just what you see, but is also what you hear. You are receiving Christ's true body and true blood, not just bread and wine. And because it is Christ's body and Christ's blood, that means that you gain the benefits of having those things. Whereas bread and wine nourish the physical body, the body and blood of Christ himself nourishes the soul. When Christ encounters sin, he forgives it. When he encounters demons and the devil, they are cast out and crushed. When he encounters death, it is undone. So too, when we eat and drink his body and blood, we have these same realities come into our bodies. And therefore, our sins are forgiven. The devil is cast away, and we are spiritually raised from death to life. But there is another reality that is being addressed in this question, one which Luther also hit on in the text we heard, and that is the question of how what is then and there gets to here and now. And so here's the problem. In 33 AD, outside of Jerusalem, our Lord Jesus has shed his holy and precious blood for the forgiveness of sins and the whole world. Then and there, God's wrath has been poured out. Then and there, atonement is made. Then and there, humanity is purchased and won by the death of Christ our Lord. But we are not then and there. We are not in 33 AD. We are not outside the walls of Jerusalem. We are in 2023 AD. We are in Lawrence, Kansas. And so how does what is then and there get to here and now? These things come to us via a delivery truck, or what we call means. They are the means, or the delivery truck of grace. They deliver to us here and now what was purchased and won for us then and there. These are holy baptism, holy absolution, the blessed sacrament, and the word of God itself. And we should remember in this that in the first three, all of them are nothing if they do not have the word of God attached to them, promising what we receive in them, as we've heard in the sacrament of the altar, and as we also confess in baptism and confession absolution. 
And we know that these things, forgiveness of sins, life, eternal salvation, are given to us in the Blessed Sacrament because, as we heard a couple weeks ago, the Lord himself has promised them to us and told us in his word that this is what we receive. And we know also that the reality of Christ's body and blood being with the bread and the wine is not bound to the evening of the institution because St. Paul repeats the same thing about 20 years later at a different time to the church in Corinth in a different place. He says, For I received from the Lord what I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way also he took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. And so what is true then and there at the Last Supper is also true then and there in Corinth about 20 years later and is therefore also true for us here and now and for that matter, forever, until our Lord's return on the last day. And so we can come in full confidence and assurance of what exactly it is that we receive here, forgiveness, life, and salvation, knowing that the Lord has promised these things to us, that he always gives us what he promises. In Jesus' name, amen. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, guard your hearts and your minds through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Thanks for listening to Preaching Christ Crucified on Double-Edged Sword, sermons by Pastor Kilgo at Redeemer Lutheran Church in Lawrence, Kansas. We'd like to invite you to join us for church, Sundays at 10 a.m. and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. We also have Bible study at 9 a.m. on Sunday mornings and at other times throughout the week please visit our website at redeemer-lawrence.org for more information. Thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you next time.